Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, no news, no feedback, just civil war. It's finally here. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. I am Jeff Randall. And we are just damn excited. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> we have just watched Civil War. Some of us just watched it twice. Um, that would be you. That would I'm gonna be I'm going to go me. see it again tonight. Yeah, it was... Oh, my God. You're gosh. not going to beat me. I have never in my <laughs> life gone to see a movie twice in one night. I have. I did it for Iron Man, and I would have done it for this one, but the tickets were sold out for your showing. Oh, yeah, they were. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I felt like Forrest Gump. Uh, I was walking around the theater <laughs> trying to get a seat, and everyone was like, taken, taken, taken. <laughs> Seats taken. Seats taken. I'm, in, I'm even in Alabama. It was rough. Yeah. It was a very Forrest Gump <laughs> moment. I can very see Forrest Gump moment. Uh, I, I mean, I literally like walked around the theater and asked a hundred people, and every seat was taken. They're getting popcorn. They're getting popcorn. It's taken. It's taken. Like, ah, uh, come on! Finally, I found some random nerds that were nice enough to let me sit with them, and uh, we talked about we talked about Agents of Shield real hardcore. Of all, course, all the theories and all everything. It was super fun. All right, <laughs> so let's dig into Civil War. But first, uh, I say we spend about ten minutes non-spoilery. This is going to be our review of Civil War, but. For about 10 minutes, we're going to keep it non-spoilery, if we can make it that long. But we'll give a full spoiler alert before we do it. Let's talk about the quality of the movie. For those of people who have not seen it, let's, let's discuss. What, what, do, what do you have to say about this movie, Jeff? I already said it, man. Edited for brevity on Facebook, it's the best movie ever. It uh, is pretty amazing. It's yes. a pretty amazing film. I, it's hard to stack it up against all the previous films. I was sitting there like, I think it's my favorite Captain America movie. Yeah. And I think it's my favorite Avengers movie, even yeah. though technically it's not an Avengers movie. Yeah. Every character is treated with such respect. See, that's the thing. It's like it's got all of the characters to make it an Avengers movie, but the story is still so centrally focused on Captain America that it's Absolutely. still a Captain America movie at heart. But it's also... 
like it it's very firmly in the world of the avengers like captain america always is that's the thing about these movies with the universe that they've built it's, we're 13 movies in now it's time to just let everybody mesh in everybody else's movies and just keep the story focused on somebody and they did it flawlessly in this one they really did uh, it's uh, if it, 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 those of you who haven't seen it yet, go, go now, go just now. Go. What are you doing? Um, it's an amazing feat of of just all these characters they've built up over all these movies coming together, and I, I just it's. <sighs> this is what Batman versus Superman wanted to be. It, the Batman and Superman could not have been this. Yeah, it really could not. Although I've got a lot to say about that, <laughs> the comparison because the plots are very similar. Yeah, kind of. Um, yeah, the plots are very similar. Um, they have there's some moments in in there that are like, oh, that's exactly. But it it delivered instead of instead of it being a it's it's not. So some people were worried about it being a just a little skirmish. Yeah, it is not a skirmish. It is a war. Like it is they, a knockdown drag out. These guys go at each other hard. Yep. The only person that pulls punches is Hawkeye. And he gets <laughs> called out for it. Well, that's a little spoiler, right? No, Maybe. it's not. No? Okay. No. I didn't um, say who. I didn't say when. Yeah. Oh, I didn't say who said it and who he's fighting. Just... Yeah. Um, so, it, it's, it's, just, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. Really, really great movie. I can't, I can't say enough good about it. Um, it didn't feel as... It was actually a little less fun than I was expecting at the first hour or so. Um, it, was, it was a lot of... Um, there was a lot of exposition in the first hour, a lot of character stuff, a lot of kind of slower-moving sections, and I, I didn't mind it. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm actually, like, I was impressed with their boldness of, uh, I don't know, it felt like an adult film. It didn't feel like yeah. a kid movie. Yeah, like, it, it took a little bit, it's, it's like it took a little bit to get traction, but not in a bad way. It just, it was telling... The, like it was setting the story of like this is the world we've been building this is the world they're living in this is yeah. how things are and this is the exciting part this is how like this is the good side and then like everything in the movie starts to, like all the bad things happen and start Absolutely. to stack up and then it really just kicks off and gets hard and when it pays off about with about an hour and a half left or an hour left the last hour of this movie is the most fun. It's oh my god! So any, uh, much happens. So after much that. happens. Um, I mean, <sighs> you, you've probably heard it on everything up till now, but uh, the airport scene. The airport scene. Everyone's been saying oh, it, man. and it's so true. The airport scene <laughs> is a long scene. Yeah. It is not a quick little thing. It is a long scene. It's a large portion of the second act. And it shows so much of everyone's abilities, like, playing against it. My favorite thing about a superhero story is when people cleverly use their powers in conjunction with one another. Yeah. Uh, in ways you I don't expect. I, I know exactly what you're talking about, um, too. Was it War Machine and Spidey? No, but that was great. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, what you got? <laughs> I, I'm not, well, I'm, not, I'm trying not to say. Okay. Uh, we'll wait. Uh, we're we're, yeah, we're going to wait on that. Um, I'm just saying. One, I'm saying the, the concept in general of people using their powers together and against each other yeah. in clever and interesting ways is one of my favorite things about superhero movies. Um, and this one did it with spades, just like. Comple- completely for 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 that entire long long sequence, it's just cl- cleverly using powers 
back and forth and back and forth. And, and yeah, and it oh. wasn't like they picked one person to fight against and then that's it. Like they were all weaving in and out of the fight with each other. Yeah. Just, it was like, um, you know, you at the end of the Avengers movies, you always get those like everybody's back to back and they're all working together to team up. It was like that, but with two teams. Yeah. Two and teams it, that you care about every single character. Yes, you. And it was you so hard. Every motivation makes complete sense. Yep. There's not the. We talk we, again against uh, putting it up against Batman v Superman. Um, is not fair to Batman v Superman. It's, it's not. It's not because they have 13 movies to build on. Uh, but the way that I did not believe Batman v Superman that when the fight went down. Yeah. I did not believe why they would fight. You know what I mean? It just neither of their motivations truly made sense. This one, every motivation, and they have like 12 characters out there. 12, 13, 14, I don't even know. Uh, we'll, we'll go over it in the spoiler section. But uh, we, there's so many characters out there, and every single character has just like a reason to be there. A reason, yeah, everybody's like, been touched on. It's all consistent yeah. with their previous films. It's all consistent with what, who they are and what they would do in this situation. There's no mischaracterization at all. No, it's, it, there's nothing forced. It's just sm- smoothly goes into just an am- just like, amazing, this, this amazing is the, fight. The pinnacle of shared universe film yeah. right here. Like this is what it's all about. This movie is what they've been building toward. And then I agree. They're I not think that's even... a great point. Like we have been I've been saying I don't know if it's the best. Like I'm trying to decide whether it's my favorite. Uh Guardians is just so different. It's it's hard to compare. Yeah. Uh, I think it may be my favorite of the main line like Marvel movies, but what like of the standalones? Yes. Yeah. Um oh, well of the earth-based, I guess is what I'm what I'm getting at. Of the earth-based movies, I think it may be my favorite. Well, um, this one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and then Guardians is just so out there; it's hard to compare. It's so much, di- so much yeah. different. Uh, I love Guardians, though. Um, this, this movie, but you, you just touched on a perfect point. It's the pinnacle. It is the culmination of so much. Avengers movies, some uh, Age of Ultron, for instance. Avengers was obviously an earlier culmination of everything. Yeah, it's culmination of Phase One. And uh, uh, Age of Ultron <laughs> should have been, but wasn't a culmination. You know what I mean? I think yeah. that may be what's wrong with it, with it. One of the things that's wrong with Age of Ultron is it doesn't really feel like it's bringing all these disparate stories together to form a new thing. It's just like, oh, it's almost like a villain of the week with those characters. Yeah. That, 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 and now that I'm, now that I'm like, processing that, I think that's sort of true. This feels like the culmination of all of these stories. Yeah, this is – and this is only the start of Phase 3. Yes, like the if, beginning. Yeah, like, oh my god, there's so much more to go on. It's almost like they made up for Age of Ultron being a little bit less of a culmination by culminating everything at the beginning of Phase 3. Like, oh wow. Yeah, we need to wrap up those other two because they didn't do a good job of that. It was, it's just great. Yeah. Oh, it's just great. I think that and is like, a, f- what were you saying? Go sorry, ahead. at the end, you're you're not left with a feeling of like, that, you know, that's complete, everybody's happy again. It's like, you... You see everybody like that's the path that they would have gone on. I'm okay with this, and I'm I'm excited to see where this goes from here because there's so many possibilities open now, and it's just it's you're left with this feeling of of excited anticipation for the future. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. The I... only the only gripe 
that I have with it was not with the movie itself. It was with the format that I saw it in. And I don't think that the 3D application is the best for this film. Just because there's so much quick action, and it's so hard to, to kind of like refocus your eyes on what's going on. Like, especially when Black Widow's on the screen, like you said last night. Like, it's hard to, it's hard to, to kind of re-attune your eyes when she's moving all around crazy flipping on everybody yeah it's, it is it's it's so hard to keep up with it but if I we had gone we might just be old men now yeah it might be maybe <laughs> you young whippersnappers go see it in 3d <laughs> but like if we had just I'm, I'm gonna go see it in a regular format tonight more than likely um i'm definitely gonna take my mom to see it for mother's day because she's a fan of the mcu <laughs> that's another excuse um, right. I'm going to go see it in the standard Mother's, IMAX. Mother's Day weekend. Come on. Yeah, yeah. You're going you're gonna to love it, Mom. Come on. So I'm going to take her to see it in the regular IMAX. What an asshole. I know, right? <laughs> and um, when we see it there, um, that's, that'll be like, that's the pinnacle of, that's the way that it's meant to be yeah. seen. IMAX, that's how I saw it the first time. Yeah. IMAX was great. And the 3D, I didn't have a problem with, but I was also sitting so far to the side because I got there so late. Oh, yeah. That uh, it was... Uh, See, I was sitting in the like the dead center, like you perfect were, yeah. area to be immersed in it. Right. Like uh, when I went to see Avatar when it first came out, when I went and saw it in IMAX 3D, I was in those seats, like that exact area, and I felt like I was a part of the world because it was right. the most immersive 3D film I've ever seen. But this one was just like, oh, there's so much going on, and it's hard to. Oh God, what's good? Oh, Captain yeah. oh. I put a 3D version of Avatar on my phone the other night just to watch it on my uh, on your Oculus on my Oculus headset. <laughs> it was awesome. It's real good. I sat and just like watched the last battle sequence for, Ooh, for that's a good 30 one. minutes. It was pretty pretty great. So that's my only gripe is that the format the 3D wasn't great. For 3D you. was not great for me. I uh, <clears throat> I am glad that I that I saw it in 3D though because. The previews in 3D, oh, especially yeah. the Doctor Strange 3D preview, was incredible. It was beautiful. It was so like that's that is a movie that I'm definitely gonna have to see in 3D because it's just so much of a spectacle. Yeah, all, uh, of, that, all of that magic, man. It's gonna be cool, man. Woo. It's gonna be cool. I say we get into spoiler section now. Let's do this. If you guys haven't seen it, don't listen. We're gonna spoil everything. Um, so uh, yeah. Let's just go for it. Spoiler section beginning in three, two, one. Giant Man. Giant Man. Giant Man happens. We get Giant Man slash Goliath slash whatever else he wants to be called. It's one of the best moments in the, in the whole thing. Oh, uh, man. For sure. And it's not even just a moment. He stays Giant Man for a good, like, two or three minutes. Yeah, he does. And, and he was like, if I rip myself in half, don't worry. I'm like, oh, don't he's come doing back it. For me. Yeah, don't come back for me. I thought. He's, I was like, he's doing it. He's, he said that he's doing it in the lab, and we talked about this on the podcast when we were talking about the comics, and the, ah, it's happening! When when he be, when he did that, um, he laughs, and he, his voice gets deeper, and it cracked me up. Just Ant-Man gets huge, and he's like, oh, 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 oh. He's just like fee-fi-fo shit. Like, yep. it's so good. And then he's he's like big and lumbering, and like, not very useful as much more than a distraction. Yeah, he pretty much is just a distraction. Yep. Super great. <laughs> but that's what he was supposed to be. Exactly. That's it's exactly so what he was supposed to be. Because, <clears throat> can we, I mean, do we need to talk about what's happening on the backstory of that, or can we just geek out? Because, I mean, I think at we this point, geek out. I think at this point, we're just talking to other people who have seen it at this point. I Let's hope so. all geek out together. I hope so. 
yeah. yeah. If you haven't seen it at this point, go like watch it and figure out your life priorities. Yeah. If you want a synopsis, uh, go away. Cap- <laughs> Cap- Captain America thinks they need to save people, and Tony thinks that they need, need to be, be put told in- to save people. Yeah, need to be put under government control, and then. Captain America thinks there's going to be some baddies to fight, and he goes after it anyway, and then they fight. It was perfect. I thought when I see when I see when I've been hearing about this airport sequence, I thought that was going to be the final big battle. Yeah, and I thought that it was going to be like over the Civil War, which it was, but it was like what they did that was interesting is they they threw in this other villain Zemo, yeah, um, who w- was baiting them to come and fight him. Basically, that's all he was really doing the whole movie, is just baiting them. Um, he was but, trying to bait them to fight each other. Yeah, well, that's agreed. Um, I think he was just poking the bear, but he was poking two bears and then hoping that the bears would yeah, clash. That's my one part of this movie that I'm a little fuzzy on. I don't know exactly what Zemo's plan was here. I know, obviously, at the ending what his plan was, and that was to show Tony his parents' death. And then have Tony go after Winter Soldier all all in, which made total sense. I halfway through this movie, they do such a great misdirect, such a great misdirect. I can't even talk about how good this misdirect is. Like it's so good. They they show that whole sequence with the other Winter Soldiers. Yeah. And they show how badass they are and how they kick Bucky's ass. Yeah. And you're like, oh my gosh, that's what the, that's going to be the big fight sequence. It's kind of like in Batman v Superman, you had Doomsday. Right. They had to come together at the end to fight Doomsday. Right, right. And so I thought, you know, that's fine. We all know that they're going to have to come back together at the end. They didn't do it. They misdirected us. They included an entire like five-minute sequence of flashbacks about other Winter Soldiers just so they could misdirect us to thinking we're going to have to face off with these Zod lookalikes. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah. then, and, then we, and then we get there. Uh, it, it totally reminded me of the, of the uh, like, other Kryptonians. They all had those black suits. Yeah. And I was like, oh, they're going to just have to fight these like. You know, generic superpowered villains at the end, and then we get there, and they're all just shot in the head brutally. I was like, "What?" And then he shows they all died shows, in their sleep. Shows Tony a video of his parents dying and the wind and Bucky killing them, which was rough. We had this new hero that we're trying to we're trying to learn to love, and we had to watch him strangle Howard Stark or like. Uh, he punched, punched Howard, Howard Stark, Stark to a, death, like in the face to death, with a metal arm. That was brutal. And then shit. strangled his mom. And we understand that he was a villain. He was under Hydra's control. All of that, but it's still that real does rough. Not stop Tony. Well, like he said, um, God, Steve was saying, like you were under, you were brainwashed, you were under Hydra control. It wasn't you. And then, but I still did it. But I still did it. And like that's just that's the thing. Like you feel that. When you're when you're seeing that, like, oh yeah, he's he's getting better. He's gonna be a hero. We can we can get behind this. We can you know we can yeah. live with him existing as a good guy. And then he does that, and you're like, oh, but he still did it. Yeah. Oh, he still did that. Oh, it's bad. And like that gave us such a window. Obviously, from the beginning of this movie, the first time you see Howard uh, Tony Stark on screen is is his young self. Yeah. And he's in that weird. Uh, uh, that weird hologram that's supposed to help him, uh, help him psychologically get over yeah. his parents' death, cope with the past, which was interesting. 
but uh, for that to flash forward and, and, and for us to see his parents' death and see where he still is with that, and he has not gotten over it, yeah. and as soon as he sees them die, oh my gosh, it was, it was rough. It was so rough. Uh, by the way, speaking of that scene, very first scene, did you think it was Cree blood? What do you mean? When he gets oh he gets yeah, the, when he opens the chest, the trunk, yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, is that is that Cree blood? Is that GH three two five? Well, I, at first I was like, is that Cree blood? Then I was like, wait a minute, no, Cree blood is a lot like thicker, darker blue. Is that Erskine's form? No, they did not remake Erskine's. They can't. They haven't. They've never been able to. But or maybe they were, and that's why Howard Stark was killed for it. You know, I knew that it was Howard Stark in the car. Yeah, and I know, did not. I like because of the the whole like the Winter Soldier sequence of like Hydra killing Tony's or not the sequence, but where they the reveal of like Hydra's assassinated people, whatever. Howard Stark was killed by Hydra. I was like, oh crap, this is the car accident. Like they're going through the car accident, and oh, it was oh god, it was Bucky. Oh no, which we knew from Winter Soldier. Yeah, we knew that we knew that Winter Soldier had killed Howard Stark's right. Stark. Right. So we were going to see that here, and I like. Knowing, knowing what I knew, I was I just pieced that together. I was like, "Crap, that's Howard Stark's car." So when he does that, I was like, "That's either a recreation of Erskine's formula in some way, or it's GH three two five, or for some reason he's got the blue formula from Hank Pym's lab." Like those are the three <laughs> options I had. <laughs> Too many blue formulas in this in this thing. It really is. <laughs> Oh, it was the uh, the growth formula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw, uh, throw this. Throw at it that. at this. No, <laughs> I thought it was a water truck. That was so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I just I love Paul Rudd. Paul, you know what? Ant Man and Spider Man showed up for all of what 10, 15, 20 minutes, maybe twenty five, and they did such a fantastic job of showing up for a reason, doing the things that they needed to do, and then backing out and, like, just fading yeah. with everybody else. And, like, it just, it made sense that they would go away, like, come in and go away the way that they did. And, it like, I didn't care that I didn't get to see more of them. <laughs> I just, I, there's so many things going on in this movie, and I keep thinking about, like, different storylines. I mean, obviously the Spider-Man storyline was great. Yep. That could have been a Spider-Man movie. Yeah, that could yeah have, it could have. It, this whole movie could have been from any of their perspectives and could have been a good story. A Spider-Man just getting the chance to work with the Avengers for the first time could have been an entire Spider-Man movie. That whole interaction when he first met Tony was the best like character meeting sequence ever. Right. It was so good. So, same same with Ant-Man, but then uh the bigger one is uh T'Challa. Uh Black Panther storyline could have been its own yeah by far like his story of being um you know having his father die and he like has his own very distinct arc about vengeance and then seeing the vengeance of these other characters yeah and see it like when he decides to save zemo at the, in the last scene that is powerful yeah it's it a is. powerful scene the living are not yet done with you <sighs> no they're not and i'm excited because zemo Zemo is an interesting character so far. He is. He's got like he's got his own like kind of shadowy motivations that you're not quite sure about, but you know that he's got the the ability to be a fantastic deep villain. Like I think he's going to be the next Loki. He could be. He could be. 
Yeah. Um, I th- I, I, obviously, they left him alive, which I think I think they they've taken a note. Um, Loki's a great villain in Thor. Like he's he's great, but if they'd killed him, we would have never like seen him become what a great, really great villain he's been since then. Yeah. Um, he was better. Subsequent movies are always better for the villains. I think. Yeah, that's what it seems like when they bring them back. And so they they left a villain alive, which well, I really liked. The more time a villain has on screen, and the more time a villain has to uh, to kind of work develop. through his motivations and mm-hmm. develop, the better they are. Absolutely, I mean, that's been proven with Punisher, Wilson Fisk, uh, Kilgrave, Loki, like all of the villains who've been there for a for a while yeah, have been who awesome. Have given screen, given screen time, and, and when you have a. Uh, you're trying to tell a hero's story. A lot of times, you can't tell a villain's story as well, and so you have to choose which one you're going to tell. Yeah, because um, at that point, it's a villain movie. Yeah, and you don't like it's a, it's a superhero movie. You have to tell the superhero's story, yeah. and that's 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 the problem with like that's the problem with a lot of Batman movies. Or, or to me, that's the problem with the Dark Knight trilogy. Is that the Dark Knight Batman Begins? I think is a great movie. It's about Batman, yeah. and I care about Batman and the whole time. Um, I like the I like Dar- the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. I hate The Dark Knight Rises, um, but the main reason is, for main reason in both cases, those movies are about the villains. Yeah. They're about the villain storylines, especially The Dark Knight. It's all about the villains, which it's still a great movie. But it's I don't care about Batman in that movie at all. Like yeah. it's, it's not his story. It's like he's trying to stop these two villains that are converging together. You know, like be one being created and one like you know flourishing. It, it's. It's a great story of villains, but it's not a Batman story. And um, the, the, so far in Marvel, they've chosen to always tell the, the hero story for the most part. Yeah, they don't really tell the villain story. And that's that's kind of what's made the villains one dimensional. Agreed. The villains that are like just on screen for one film, and that's yeah. it. And I don't, I don't, I don't always have a problem with that because the story they're telling is the hero story, and, and yeah. I'm fine with them having the villain be somewhat just a. Uh, an obstacle for them to overcome. Like, right. That's fine with me. I'm not not hating, uh, but uh, the, I'm, I'm excited to have Zemo alive. I'm very excited because yeah. I think he he had a complex. He had a good motivation for what he did. They didn't overdo him in this movie, so that they let um, the the struggle between Tony and Cap be the main storyline. Yeah, I like that he never fought anybody. Like he never did any fighting other than like when he captured the one or when he uh, he got into the one guy's house, like the former Russian soldier or whatever. Right. Like he never did any fighting. He just he sat in the back and pulled strings to get people to come together. Yeah, I was thinking about that, and he he didn't do. We never see him fight on screen at all, really. Yeah. Even when he breaks into the guy's house, we just cut from him breaking into a guy being hung up by his feet. Yeah. It takes a lot of strength to get someone to be hung up by their feet from there, from that high. Yeah. Um, so Zemo, I think, is a powerful dude, but that's not what he was doing in this movie. He was trying to bring the, bring the Avengers, tear them apart, tear apart an empire. I was so scared that what they were going to do with Zemo was to have him like looking for that formula and then like get to those guys, take them all out, take the formula for himself, put it in himself, and become that and then try to fight them. I was, I was right. so scared that was going to happen, but they didn't do that, and it was awesome. That's the thing. Like, I wasn't even scared because I just assumed that whole scene with the with – the, I just I assumed what he was doing. He was trying to get that book and learn to control 
and I think they alluded to this, learn to control those other those other beings. Yeah. Uh, those other super soldiers. Um, but instead, they did such an amazing job of uh, flipping it on us and having not just like, okay, they had the airport fight, which is a lot of fun, and then they have a real fight. Like, yeah. They take out all the characters that don't have a full stake in it. Like, all the other characters are there to support them, you know? Yeah. Like everybody on, on Iron Man's side is there to support Iron Man. Yeah. Everybody no on Cap's one, side is there to support Iron Man with Winter Soldier. No one in any of those, no one there except for T'Challa is wanting to kill uh, kill Tony. Um, no, I mean, Winter Soldier. Like, no one wants to kill Winter Soldier. Yeah. At that point, even Tony doesn't want to kill Winter Soldier. Yeah, he just wants to take him in. He just wants to take him in because he's following the He's law. a criminal, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so they take the four characters that really are going to be the ones that... The ones that have stakes. The ones that really have stakes, and they put them in this in this Siberian like base together to have what is a real fight. And, and T'Challa never even gets involved. He just watches from afar, and then he realizes his own folly. Like, And that's, that's, that was beautiful in itself. Yeah. It, he's a true isolationist till the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, no, that, that, that follows the, uh, the Black Panther um, mindset in the comics is to, to hang back, let everybody else kind of distract themselves with a fight that's right in front of them and find the true cause of, of the whole thing. Like, find the root cause and, and take care of it. And that's yeah. exactly what he did. And it's just, he's, oh. He's a true king. That's a truly royal individual right there. Yeah. <laughs> so I loved how they just kept calling him your highness. Yep. I just really like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> your I, highness. Oh, I like the I like the post credit scene being like in Wakanda. Yeah. That sets up so much later. Yeah, Wakanda looks cool. Yeah, I, it does. That statue was badass. Statue looked cool. The technology there looked awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, looked mm-hmm. really, really advanced, um, which I know they are. Uh, I, lo- I love it. I love it. Very excited. I thought that they were going to show off the. Um... Oh God, what is their name? There's a group of warriors in Wakanda that are like basically the king's task force. Uh huh. And that bald woman that um, was telling uh, Black Widow like move or you will be moved looked like she was very much part of that I cannot yeah. remember their name for some reason my god it's in the comic that came with the collector core gotcha I wasn't I, yeah I wasn't sure who that was um, I I knew <laughs> you didn't know who, who is well that? I mean it's I didn't know that the the individual warrior right, but, right, like, right. she's very obviously a part of that I thought that might be like his wife or something no no, no. Is he no. is he married? Is he? Uh, uh, he actually he a... he, in in comics he marry he marries Storm. Oh, interesting. Aurora Monroe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. She becomes his queen. Cool. Cool. So yeah, that I that just... person is one of the warriors. I can't remember their name for some reason, but they they're just like a they're his task force, and they're really like really strong and and incredible fighting people like they're incredible warriors but they're all groups or i think they're all female and oh, well. i was like that's one of those that's one of that group yeah that makes sense that's cool and i thought that they were going to show that off i was like oh do it do it have her just like have a little skirmish right? just a little quick little like yeah and that's I, l- it. I loved it he's like that would be fun yeah but... like as amusing as that would be to see <laughs> let's let's move on oh god everything 
we could I honestly you know how much we gush about like the overall everything and then we kind of like gush on one character normally yeah we could literally just sit here gushing on every single character yeah. in this movie. There's no one in this movie that shortchanged. There's no one in this movie that I didn't enjoy immensely. Hawkeye, I think, got the best treatment he's ever gotten in this movie. Oh, yeah. Easily. Like, he got to be as quippy as he's supposed to be. They used all of the backstory we have on him. His, 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 his relationship with Natasha, which is, like, very much from Avengers. And then we have his relationship to his family mentioned yep. and then they used all of that to and just had him be a great fun on-screen presence um and a badass who like took on tried to take on vision and uh, used his like tactical ability to take on vision yep. and uh yeah just just great it's just incredible tactical ability and his his like his plan to just go in and, and convince wanda like just, yeah. just we gotta go <laughs> come on we gotta go we can't stay here he's like you cannot you cannot stop me or you cannot, uh, you cannot defeat me. You cannot me. overpower me. Overpower me. And I was like, I can't. He's like, I can't, but she can. <laughs> and she does. And, and that was does. the most brutal thing. She like sent vision like very 30,000 meters under the earth. Like <laughs> what the fuck? She sent him on a journey to the center of the earth. She did. That was rough. It was I so felt rough. bad for vision. I really did. I'm surprised they didn't have her on Vision Watch uh, more in the battle sequence. <laughs> right. You know, like, that's one thing with her. It seemed like everybody else, she's super powerful. And they, they understand that she's super powerful. Everybody else was doing their fight thing. And she was, like, controlling everything else. Like, let me let make sure this building doesn't fall on you. Let me make sure right. this gas doesn't kill you. And, and they get all of it out. Every time someone on Tony's team would get close yeah, they get a little bit they of get, an upper they get hand. An upper hand. She would just like grab them by the foot or hand and throw them. Yep, <laughs> like no, and then they just go somewhere else for a minute. Just so good, and just she was. It's like she was the one that was moving all of the pieces, and the pieces would just fight. You know, she was at the chessboard, just kind of moving everything. Well, and it, I think it, what she was doing goes along with what she was there for, which I don't. She wasn't there to Your support. Well, she wasn't there to defeat Tony and his team. She was there to let Cap get through. Yeah. That's what all of them were there. Like, that's what I liked so much about that fight. They had specific goals in mind. Yeah. And, and I love when Hawkeye was like, um, for us to win this battle, some of us are going to have to lose it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. They all wanted to go, but... Yeah, they were all planning to be there and stop Zemo. But once they, like, once they finally <laughs> understood that, like, we got to at least get Cap and Bucky through. Like, yeah, you then they need to be like, there. All right, let's do this. Giant Man activate. Hawkeye do awesome things. Wanda, like, hold up a building, like an entire tower. And, you know, that, that whole scene also shows off Vision's naivety and how much of, of a non... Like, he was born a year ago, basically. And yeah. it just shows how, like, not... What's the word? Like, obviously, naive is the word that I'm going for, but like, just not experienced with the world and with with fighting other people as he is, because like, he should not have fired on Falcon the way that he did, because that's what ended up breaking down War Machine. Oh. Like, that was a heartbreaking scene, and not just because it caught him in the chest, but <laughs> it just it was so rough to be like, oh my god, he just took out his own teammate. That's so harsh. Yeah. 
It's so mean. And then, like, he's trying to stop everybody. He cut the building. Like, Tony asked the, him what happened, and he said, I got distracted. He's yeah. Like, I didn't think that could happen. He's like, I, did I didn't either. either. Just, it's, it's his naivety. And it, it's, it's coming into play. And, oh, God. That's it. Well, and I think it's his his care for Wanda starting to show through, and they're really doing yeah. it. They're doing that. They're going line. there. So good. I love that. Like when they uh, when when he said, "I want people to see you as I do," I was just like, "Oh, they're going there! Oh my god!" Again, it's so sweet. Every person <laughs> in the story had a wonderful arc. Just yeah. just wonderful. Yeah. Oh god, <laughs> I could gush all day. Oh, and War Machine. I'm so sad for yeah. War Machine. Do you, do you, what do you think they'll do with him in the future? Um, do you think they'll continue having him as War Machine? Because they could. He said he's not giving up. Yeah. I mean, he's got the robot legs yeah, started. Yeah, looks like he's got robot legs started. Yeah, like he'll, they'll get better. Yeah, he'll get better. And, and they'll fix it. Howard they'll find Stank. <laughs> Tony Stank. Tony Stank. Tony Stank. Baggage for Mr. Stank. <laughs> table table for two for mr stank that was probably one of the better uh better drop-ins there yeah pretty great and i love that it was it was stanley bringing it wasn't just stanley showing up to have a cameo it was stanley bringing information to tony yeah like yeah that was cool. kind of important information too i <sighs> i can't say enough about this movie how good it was and a lot of times when we talk about a movie and really dig in i start to see flaws or something but i'm just i'm getting more and more excited about how well structured this movie was how about martin freeman Oh yeah, yeah. Everett he didn't Ross. do he didn't do a whole lot. He didn't do a whole lot, but like when he was there, I was just like, I want this guy to be on screen a lot. Yeah, I like, loved I him. I don't care th- that he doesn't have his English accent on. Yeah, I feel like he was only he was only in the, he's in the movie like three scenes total. Um, he's going to be in more. Like this is just the beginning of his Marvel yeah. plans. What was his what was his what was his role? Like who was he? He was Everett Ross. He is a uh, a UN liaison. Generally, that character is is liaison to Wakanda. Okay. Yeah, he's gonna come into play in Black Panther. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. His uh, his role was interesting. I-, I loved the final sequence when he's like, "It failed so miserably," and Zemo says, "Did it?" Yeah. I, I like that he Zemo was just tore, like tore the Avengers apart. Yeah, I like that he was <laughs> he was saying like, you know, meals are at these times. You get two bathroom breaks a day. You do anything I don't like, zap. <laughs> Yeah. Just zap. It's an interesting window into his character because he's kind of on a little power trip there. Yeah. Like, please cross me. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> right. You're, it, it, I don't know. It just seemed like he's such a bureaucrat. Like, yeah. yeah. And he's just, like, excited to have such power over Zemo. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then William Hurt coming in as, as General Thaddeus Ross. Yeah. Secretary of State or Lieutenant General becoming Secretary of State. They actually – they covered his – his nomination and and acceptance of the position of Secretary of State on the WHIH news front earlier this week. So that's how he became that, was in response to Lagos. Yeah. One thing in my theater that I loved, the, the theater you weren't in. Uh, <laughs> I was in it later. You were in the same theater later. Um, <laughs> the, the moment where Tony says, I've got an idea, and then it shows Queens. Yeah. My theater erupted. Just went nuts. Everyone went nuts, and it was super great. The later showing everyone, no one no one went nuts, and I was like, oh, come on, guys. <laughs> I was still on board. We could still scream. <laughs> I'll, I'll go again. I'll go again. 
<laughs> like when they showed Tom Holland, I was just like, oh, oh God, they're doing it. They're going for it. Yeah. They're going I was straight little, for it. I didn't know what they were going to do. I didn't know how much they were going to introduce him or if they were just going to have him like drop in in the battle sequence or what. Yeah, like, like, hey, I got the call. Thanks, Tony. I showed up. Like, no, he literally he went to recruit him. Yeah, they introduced him, recruited him. They, they really did a Spider-Man story. They did a story for every character. No one in this movie got shorted. I loved it so much. <laughs> I love his, his interaction, like, trying to hide that he's Spider-Man from Tony. And he's, yeah. like, he pokes... The- <laughs> he pokes the ceiling, like pokes the 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 crawl yep. space up there, and it falls down on the rope. And he just like snatches it and throws it in the tub. Like I don't know, I, I don't know what that what you're talking about. That yep. whatever that was. So funny, <laughs> so funny. And his awkward his awkward interaction was just it was so Peter Parker. It was so perfect. What do you think this whole this whole issue? This, as far as we understand it, the end of this movie, the Sokovia Accords are in place. Yeah, that's what it looks like. It's, so are we going to have to place? deal with Sokovia Accords until Infinity War? That's what it looks like. Which is two years from two years from today? Yeah. Which pro- Yeah, that's, that's pretty crazy. Um, and I feel like it's going to have major effects on all of our characters. Well, I guess it won't have an effect on Guardians. It won't have... It, uh, well... Maybe later. Oh, I just thought about it. What? We talk, we've talked about how a lot of the set photos for Guardians and stuff are showing the Earth-based sets. Yeah. What if the Guardians crash on Earth and the Sokovia Accords call in the Avengers to go see what's going on? Yeah. Oh, it could be great. Yeah. It could be real great. Yeah, it could. It also, uh, the Sokovia Accords makes a lot more sense. You know, uh, we talk about uh, one of the major problems everyone has with the with the cinematic universe is... You know, uh, over here on S.H.I.E.L.D., you've got this secret threat that's going on. Why aren't the Avengers being called in? Well, it kind of makes sense now that they can't be, they, they can't just go. Like, they have to, they have to be called in. They have to in. be called in by the Sokovia Accords. Yeah. So, and the way it makes that, a lot of sense when you think about, like, all the threats that are going to be on Daredevil and Punisher and Defenders. It's like maybe the Avengers aren't getting called in, and that's why they're not there. Yeah, that's what the, uh, that's what the, the, um, what Thaddeus has talked about is, you know, you're, you'll answer to a panel that will send you in when they deem it necessary. Yeah. And, like, for some reason, I stuck really hard on when they deem it necessary. It's like, well, what, what, if, what if you don't think it's necessary until, like, everybody that you do send in, like, all of the police and whatever JTF task force whatever else everybody else dies and then you think it's okay to send in the avengers that's a lot of wasted lives for no reason yeah absolutely um they're not hashtag like team cap the avengers <laughs> are getting these uh, shackles put on them yeah. literally, literally and figuratively um except now we're gonna have these i guess secret avengers like yes that's what happened that is what happened it's the secret avengers the um we've got we've got oh cap basically cap's team yeah. is now going to be operating outside the law i feel real bad for barton because he obviously has a family oh my god oh my god they could oh there's so much there's so much there's so much that could happen now because like you know you remember how i was saying like that siege could happen in siege captain america had his own team of secret avengers while norman osborne had his team of the dark avengers that was like the official government run avengers right 
and they all converged on the same area, and Cap was helping uh, helping Asgard <laughs> fight against the Dark Avengers. So cool that they can use all of those characters now. Oh Norman, my God. Norman Osborn could be the head of Dark Avengers and Holy all this stuff. Holy crap. It's so cool. They could legitimately pull that off. Yes, they could. Holy crap, because... Everybody who was on the Avengers now understands that Cap was doing the right thing, so they're going to go right. with Cap. They're not going to want to be on the government-run Avengers. The only thing about so they're going to have to get villains to do it. The only thing about that is um, we're I, in rampant speculation territory. Oh yeah, Sorry. yeah, no, <laughs> I don't think they have time because I think when Infinity War happens, Sokovia Accords are out the out the door. Yeah, and that's in two years. But Thor Ragnarok happens next year. Yeah, but that's going to be off-world, and so is Guardians. Mostly. But, uh, like, after Ragnarok, in order to save Asgard, he could bring Asgard to Earth, is what I'm thinking. Interesting. And then that would start the Siege storyline. Okay. In some way. Cool. I just, I don't know how they would play it into, well, I don't know that like, we've got before another... Thanos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know how this works before Thanos. I mean, it could be that we just pick up around where we are now in two years... And it's been two years, and they've been operating under the Sokovia Accords. And well, yeah. W- before then, we've got Doctor Strange later this year. We've got uh, next year. We've got Guardians Two, Spider Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok. That's true. Spider Man may have a lot of the storyline, or like may continue the storyline pretty well. Yeah. Well, I wonder how much Tony is going to stick around for the Sokovia Accord Avengers stuff. I remember. Uh, one of our one of our listeners said something about like it would be funny if his cameos in Spider-Man Homecoming were just him showing up to pick up and drop off Aunt May from their dates. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so funny. That'd be real good. Because I mean, Marissa Tomei is still really attractive. I love I loved the interaction. <laughs> Aunt Hottie, <laughs> <laughs> don't tell May. I'm I'm gonna go uh, let Aunt Hottie know. <laughs> Don't tell me. <laughs> All right, Spider-Man. Can you get this off of me, please? Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> so good. Oh, my gosh. It's so good, guys. If I'm sure you've seen it if you Go see it far. again. Um, we're going to do a feedback episode later this week. Um, so uh, so if you have any feedback, uh, if, you, if there's anything we missed, anything you want us to talk about or you just want to say about the or movie. Or if you want us to gush on some more. Yeah. Like, it'll be feedback and further talking points. Yeah, yeah. Um, that'll be later this week, probably Wednesday. We'll probably post that one. Um, so, uh, so yeah, just uh, let us know what you think of this movie. Uh, we obviously loved it. Um, it's it's a, it's it may be the best. Marvel Eleven movie out yet. of ten. Yeah. Eleven out of ten. Yep. <laughs> it it may be the best Marvel movie. Uh, it's more. It, it gave me more than I was expecting. Yeah. Yeah. It took all of the problems. All of the things I've been complaining about Batman versus Superman, and it just like was was the an- perfect answer to that. Yeah, um, and uh, not to just like shit on that movie, but it's just I I really have been for for two months now talking about all the problems with Batman v Superman. I guess about a month and a half, um, and this really did like fulfill all the problems that I had with that, and and fix do so much more than I was expecting. Yeah, with the fact that they didn't. Have them fight the other Winter Soldiers at the end is mind-blowingly cool. Yeah, the fact the fact that they doubled down, and I actually was a little upset with the trailers because one shot that kind of spoiled me was that shot of Cap, uh, Cap and um, Bucky trading the shield back and forth, hitting hitting 
hitting Tony, Tony. Yeah. which was amazing, but I kind of wish they hadn't shown it to us because I knew... It was so late in the movie. You're like, they, they have to... What's going to bring them back to, to fighting? Because exactly. we're, we're so, getting to the, to, yeah. the, to the finale They did here. a really good job on trailers. I didn't feel spoiled. There was so much I didn't know going in. Well, you avoided all the clips. That's true. I did avoid... I did most of the clips. Okay. I saw a few that Jimmy Kimmel week stuff. When I, when I was watching all of the clips the week leading up to this... What were the big clips released that were late, late in the game released? There was Vision saying that he doesn't know what the stone is. Oh, that there was, was cool. There was the um, the scene with them deciding, like, arguing about whether or not to sign the accords. Like, who gives up the right to choose, basically. Yeah. Safe sands are still our own. Um, there was Hawkeye showing up to uh, to take Wanda away. God, that sucks. Yeah, I'm so <laughs> glad I stopped watching. You should stop watching, too, next time. You know, I can't. <laughs> you know I can't. And, like, when I... When I had seen all of them and I was watching the film, it got to the point to where, like, when a clip section was up, I was just like, in my brain, I was like, checkbox. I know that, you know, I know what happens here. Right. I, you know, I've been waiting for this one. Where's the next clip coming in? And I, like, I didn't enjoy it as much as I could have. Yeah. And I, I, still, really, I still enjoyed it just immensely. As much as I, you know, love watching the clips and get excited for these movies, I really was so much... It was such a better experience having not seen all those clips. Yeah. Because the, the, when he starts talking about the Infinity Stone, I was like, oh, my gosh, he's going there. They've never really discussed, like, what is this thing? Like, um, it's I, really cool. In Avengers Age of Ultron, Thor mentions multiple times that that's the Mind Stone. Like, he specifically says Mind Does Stone. Does he? Oh, yeah. that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I, like, I remember that after we were talking about it this past week. Neat. So he, he, uh, he says if he, can, if he can wield the hammer, he can keep the Mind Stone. That's so cool. Man, there's so... God, this, the weight of this film is massive. Yeah. It's really, really great. Really, really great. And Cap held every bit of it. I, I just... I need to say, Chris Evans looked fantastic in this movie. Oh, yeah. Like, not only his costume, but, like, his build. Like, he was very much, like, rocking that Captain America oh, yeah. fitness. He's for sure, for sure. Especially when he was bringing down the helicopter. Yeah, I was just like, the that's helicopter. the shot right there. That was awesome. That like, was really That awesome. is crazy. I was like, I wanted to just be like, life goals. <laughs> life life goals, goals right there. Capture a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> Bring down a helicopter just like Cap did. <laughs> I, I, mostly I was just like, look at that bicep, man. Yeah. I, was, I, I watched an interview with him this week, and they were like, when you do scenes like that, do you like pump up beforehand and stuff? And um he was like, "I'd love to say that I don't, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like, I do some do some reps to like pump the blood into the biceps. <laughs> yep, you gotta, gotta. Um, all right. Well, I think that is about it for today. Uh, we'll be back with you on Wednesday. Uh, we'll probably drop the feedback episode, and on Thursday we'll be dropping our normal Shield episode. All right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We are the Marvel Cinematic Universe part pod pod pod." pod. We are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast in partnership with 45 Magazine and a proud member of the Giant Size Team-Up Network. If you want to reach out to us, find us at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com, slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or 573-CAST-MCU to call and leave a voicemail. Call and leave them voicemails. we got a feedback episode coming up. We're just going to be talking about your Civil War feedback, and the more people that call in, the better. Uh, if you would like to hear some really nice guys talk about worse content, listen to the DC On Screen <laughs> Podcast. Um, <laughs> 
That's the best way to say it. Listen to the DC on screen podcast. It really is a great cast. Um, I, I love listening to those guys. Um, you want to hear a similar podcast about worse content with more integrity? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We are. Uh, we will talk to you later in the week. Uh, check out DC on screen. Check out all of the giant size team up shows. Um, and uh, hey, I'm sure we've got some listeners that have not been been here with us before. So please subscribe. Whatever podcatcher you're using, subscribe. And we every week talk about all the Marvel Cinematic Universe content, uh, all the shows, all the movies, all the Netflix things, all of the one shots that don't happen anymore, uh, all of the everything that comes Marvel Cinematic Universe. We are here to talk about it and uh, in depth discussion and just uh, and and news and all of that. So if you're if it's your first time listening, please 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 subscribe and uh, we'll be. We'll be be in your ears every week. Gross. Mm -hmm. Until next time, true believers. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.